Occasionally, when you're pastoring, you get like a sponge. And Barbara, you made it. I know. I'm really busy. I'll I know. Let me, let me have your tithe, honey. I'll hold it for you. Come on up here. I forgot. You, you got your music on? You got the music with you? Who, me? Yeah. Your song you was going to sing tonight. I didn't know I was singing that. I didn't Oh. Barbara wrote a new song, and they did it. No, I was serious. In Nashville, I thought this morning you said, that's fine. Bring it next. Oh, well. You had me wanting to hear it tonight. Barbara Fairchild's written some great songs, and um, I like to watch her on that, that Wednesday night what deal on television um, with all the great Nashville people, but I love her ministry. I always notice that when I watch there, and she usually she sits um, um, by Rhonda Vincent a lot, it seems like, but anyway, I'd see you sitting there, I always know something about her. She cries all the time. <laughs> Isn't that something good? She, she cries a lot because of the presence of God that's there. So let me just announce that Barbara Fairchild will be singing sometime in the future. And I got that all wrong tonight. I'm so sorry. And everybody's going to Roy's show, I hope, tomorrow night. We've got tickets, and we're going to be there. It's the Statler Brothers. And it's the last one, and they are better than the real Stantler Brothers. I can't say they're real quiet, but it's going to be great. And the show, you need to be there about 7.30, and then Barbara's going to sing before, and it'll be a great time. But tonight, I'm looking forward into getting my, uh, my spirit filled. So let me just turn this over to your executive pastor, Pastor Benaiah Snyder. Give him a hand and welcome him here. I'll be right back. Cut me off, Ed. I'm all. Amen. Do I got volume? Check, check. I might need a little bit more tonight. Yes. My voice is a little, a little softer than normal. But uh, I'm excited to be speaking tonight. It's something that uh, God placed it on my heart. He actually placed a, a message on my heart called... Uh, the difference between the presence and the glory, but then uh, the Lord changed it. And um, it all started with Pastor Emily's video that we made for Revive Us. And uh, we, we had a little short Revive Us video called The Power to Overcome. And uh, it's, it's something that the Lord began to stir up in people's hearts and they began to ask questions. And it kind of spurred something inside of me because they, they were, they were battle-weary. They were tired. They were tired of facing the same old battles that they seemed to be on a revolving door, and it's something that I experienced. And so I, I began to pray about it, and I began to seek the Lord, and, and He began to reveal something to me through, you know, through academic studies. We were studying the book of Ezekiel in school, and, and it, it just hit me, just bam, there it is. And the professor began to highlight the, the new covenant prophecy in Ezekiel. And I, I've preached Ezekiel 37 before and, you know, many different ways. But to learn the right way magnifies the power. And whenever I started taking the word in context... 
I began to say, Lord, there's so much there. There's so much there we need to understand. Because we don't, we lack understanding. And we, we begin to just, I just began to walk with the Lord through this. And we, he took me through the whole book of Ezekiel. And it's something that once we're, we're going to build. Everyone say we're going to build. So it's going to be a progress. We're going to steadily go through this. And so this might be a little different, but it, it, it's going to be something that you can hold on to forever. And we, we, I'll start with a verse passage. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 18, and I'm going to read verse 30 and 32. And it says in the word, I'm going to be reading through the ESV, Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, Everyone according to his ways declares the Lord. Repent and turn from all your transgression, lest iniquity be your ruin. Cast away all the transgressions that you have committed and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in death of anyone, declares the Lord. So turn and live, turn away, cast away, turn and live. Ezekiel, the Lord speaks through Ezekiel, and he says it three times. But to understand what Ezekiel's prophesying to is to understand that they were not in covenant and they were in sin. So many times we, we get caught in sin. Christians struggle. Christians bound by chains. Christians knowing the way and not understanding it, getting tripped up along the way. We live as Christians, but we don't understand the power to overcome. To understand the Holy Spirit, to understand the great power that we have available and to not utilize it is something that we, once we know we understand the power that we have, Everything works off power. The sun, the greatest power that we know in the, in the physical being. The earth spins, the gravity. We generate power so that we can have electricity. We eat so we can metabolize energy to have power. But the Lord said he gives his Holy Spirit so that we might have power. And we, we as Christians don't utilize that. I was, whenever we were first married and we were first going through this and even along the way, I, I, I would talk to Natalie. We, we have a very open relationship as a husband and wife. And I would encourage each and every one of you to have the same. I'd say, I don't understand I'm a Christian, but why, why am I always battling? Why am I always feeling like the, the enemy's just, just trying to beat down my door? Why? Why? Why do we get caught up? Why do we get so easily ensnared by pride, by arrogance, by covetousness, by lust, by divisions? You can read the book of Galatians in chapter 5, and it lays it all out. And so many things we look at as, as, as big sins. 
but me and my personality and my walk with Lord, my, my, my scripture that I, tr- I hold myself to, and as my life verse is Colossians 3.17, is all that I do, I do it unto the Lord. Every word, every deed. And so whenever I live my life and I, I have this inside struggle, I have this turmoil, I don't understand why. Why it is that so many of us live in this way. And then to read and to understand the law and to understand sin, God hasn't changed his mind. We, 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 live, we live, you know, I'm not who I used to be, and that's great, and we believe in sanctification and the onward work with the Lord, but we also, we always try to justify that little bitty thing that we're dealing with, and every person struggles. Don't, don't ever take that from somebody. Every person struggles. Even leadership struggles. Never take that away. Never stop praying. Never stop encouraging. I, I would read in 1 John chapter 3, verse 6, and it says, No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or know him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteousness as he is righteous. Whoever makes and practices sinning of, is of the devil, and the devil is sinning from the beginning. Be holy, for I am holy. These are all words in the New Testament. Be holy, for I am holy. Where's the power? I was, I was praying to the Lord, and I was saying, Lord, the church of America, the church of America, where's the power? And he said, there's sin in the camp. There's sin in the camp. What, what do I do, Lord? What, what, how, do we, how do we change it? He said, preach to the wind. And that, that began me on my, my journey through this. And then when we studied it in school, I was like, there it is. There's the key to all our, our power and unlocking it in our life where we don't have to struggle. We don't have to be bound by the chains and the weights that so easily ensnare us. We, we, we tend to try to do it in our own ability. And, and you know, in me, I would get mad at sin. I'd get angry. Why? My flesh, I, Why? And then, I, you know, people would come to me and say, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this. And I'd say, just get mad at it. Don't do it. I would say, turn away. This is what Ezekiel's saying to Israel. Turn away. Cast it away. Creating yourself a new heart, a new spirit. But we can, know, we can do that. Like, I couldn't even create a stake right here. I can't, I can't do that. Not in my own ability. I can't, I can't just create in myself a new heart. I can't create in myself a new spirit. How? We find ourselves in, in Romans chapter 7, verse 15, like we had in the video. It says, For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not want to do what I want, but I do everything I hate. Now if I do, and I do not want, I agree with the law that is, it is good. So now, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. 
For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. This is Paul. This is Paul, the great apostle. And there's many, there's many commentaries on this scripture, and there's many, there's many people who, who, who try to, to understand it. And, and I can explain it no greater than this. The Holy Spirit put that there. The Holy Spirit put that there for each and every one of us so that we understand that in our own ability, in our own desire, we have nothing, for we cannot do anything we want to do. But in our flesh, we do what we do not want to do. And if you, if you know the, the, how they divided the Bible and they put chapter and verse, I, I, I know that they got this one wrong. I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't, I don't go against theologians. But to carry on in chapter 7, Paul makes a very, very crucial word at the beginning of 8 that ties both them together because if, if, we, if we just carry through that verse, we, we, we hang on, we do not have it in our own ability. But Paul says in chapter 8, verse 1 through 5, there is therefore. Therefore is always going to what was just stated. Therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus for the, now get this, this is, this is that key part. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son. In the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us underline this who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit so how does this all tie into Ezekiel how does this all tie into the verse that I just I just read in chapter 18 where Ezekiel's prophesying to Israel, saying, therefore, turn away, cast away, turn around, and live. When you study Ezekiel and his life and his ministry, you understand that the book of Ezekiel was written in four parts. The first was the introduction. The second was his speaking of judgment to the house of Israel. The third was the seven denouncements to the other nations of judgment And the fourth, chapter 33 through 48, is a revelation of the new covenant. It's a revelation that Ezekiel got to see. And his whole message changed. His whole ministry changed. His whole, his whole, it all changed. Why? To understand Ezekiel is to understand that he did not go to Babylon in the first See, whenever Babylon took over, they took three different trips, three different journeys, three different uh, battles. The first one they took Daniel and his Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The second, Ezekiel went on the second. 
He went into captivity. So everything that Ezekiel prophesied before chapter 33, he's prophesying to the nation of Israel of turn around, repent, turn around, repent, turn away from your sin. But then the Lord began to change something because he was now, Israel was now in the sin that they had so committed. They were in captivity. And so the Lord starts speaking to Ezekiel about the new covenant and the power and we're going we're gonna to read something, and you're going to go, wow, there it is. There it is. And it's, it's something to me that we, we sang of dry bones tonight, isn't it? Whenever we, me and Pastor Emily, did not speak. Ezekiel is now in captivity And let's read Ezekiel chapter 36, 25 through 29. I'll let us all get there. Now this is Ezekiel prophesying the word of the Lord. I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. And from all your idols, I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I will put it within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put, now get this, this, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. And you shall dwell in the land that I give you and your fathers and you shall be my people and you will, and I will be your God and I will deliver you from all uncleanness. This is for us. This is for everyone in the new covenant. This isn't just for the nation of Israel. I'm not preaching replacement theology, but this is for us of today. And I will go through this and we will look at all the words and how it matches. This is the new covenant. And right after, right after the Lord gives Ezekiel this word, he gives him the message in Ezekiel chapter 37. And he says, and the Lord, and the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit. And the Lord set me down in the middle of the valley of full of dry bones. See, Ezekiel knew all about dry bones. He had preached to a nation for years to turn away from their sin, and they they didn't. They died in their transgressions, just like each and every one of us if we live a life of sin. We die in our transgressions. He knew all about dry bones. And he led me among them, and there, behold, were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, Lord, you know. You know I don't. You you know I don't. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This word prophesy right here. He's saying, Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones. He says, preach to the bones. 
can't even see. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you. This is the Spirit of God. This is the very, he's, he's giving us the, the passage to understand chapter 36. And I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay the sinews upon you and cause the flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put my breath in you. And you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and I prophesied there. And there was a sound and behold a rattling of the bones came together. And I looked and behold there were sinews coming on them and flesh came on them. This is the church of America. We're flesh but we're not living. We're flesh but we don't have no power. Why do we not have power? Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. The Lord said, prophesy to the Holy Spirit. There it is. The word breath right there means spirit. We miss that. In our English translation, that word means spirit. Prophesy to the Holy Spirit. Preach to the Holy Spirit. Prophesy right there. Preach. Preach to the Holy Spirit. What does this mean? What does this mean? Thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they might live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. This is, this is the Lord giving Ezekiel the opportunity to come above and see a future generation. This is not his generation. His generation lived in captivity but the Lord gave this word for us in the new covenant that we could understand and understand that we can live and not die. We have the power to overcome sin and we cannot be held by what so easily ensnares and the weights that weigh us down. Ezekiel gives this to us. We preach to the wind. The Lord says preach to the wind. We prophesy. Prophesying this Hebrew word means under divine influence. Under divine influence is to prophesy. So whenever we are under divine influence and we speak unto the body, then we have breath in our bodies, we have life, we have life, we have power to overcome. But we have to be in agreement. That's that whole thing that we're doing whenever we speak and we preach to the wind. We, we, when we have that conversation with the Holy Spirit, we are not saying, make it happen. What, what, what we are saying is, we are coming into agreement with what you said in your word. With what you said that we can do we can't do it in our own abilities because when we're in our own abilities, we can't. We don't have the ability to create in ourselves a new heart. We don't have the ability to create in ourselves a new spirit. 
But we get trapped in, in Romans chapter 7 and we go on this merry-go-round of shame, regret, repentance, temptation, shame, regret, temptation, repentance. And we just go around and went around and around and that's the church of America going in circles because we don't understand that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. That we live in the new covenant where we are no longer held by sin because whenever we live in sin, whenever we live in sin, we are John, 1 John chapter 3, 6. For no one who is in Christ sins. That is such a huge, huge weight that I couldn't live under. I couldn't. Nobody can. You can't live under that on your own. If you try it in your own abilities, you'll fail. Because what you want to do, you don't do. Because what you want to do, you fail to do. And you do what you don't want to do, just like Romans chapter 7 says. To be under divine influence, to come into agreement. What are you coming in agreement with? Are you coming in agreement with the flesh? Or are you coming in agreement with the spirit? Whenever temptation comes, are you circling around in your head justifying it? Are you circling around saying, you know what, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm doing better than I used to be, but you know what, this is, you know, I'm under a lot of stress. You know, that guy has a really nice car that I would really like to have. Or, man, I am doing so good. They are not doing good at all. And pride and arrogance begins to well up within inside of us, and that is just as much as sin, as lust, as debauchery. Ambition is sin. Ambition is sin. I'll tell you, the Lord had to crush that out of my life. And I'm so glad he did. I'm so glad he crushed me. And all the pride and all the arrogance left because it was sin and it was wretched. The Lord said... I, the Lord said, I will put my spirit in them and give them a new heart and a new spirit. You can walk in victory. You can walk in the new covenant. We can all walk in this new covenant. We can all walk in this, in this understanding and knowing that we're no longer slaves. How can we be free from sin and slaves to sin? This is, this is the great question of the church. Not our church, surely not. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, this is a Sunday night crowd. This is a Sunday night crowd. Why on earth am I preaching sin to people who came out for Sunday evening? They're the faithful ones. But the Lord said, take that seed that you have. Take that seed. Put it in the ground. Because it's not yours. And so I don't know why, why. I don't understand it. But I know that I have to be obedient. I know that whenever this all started with Revive Us, I said I would not do anything that wasn't guided before me. Where's the power to overcome? Where's the Holy Spirit inside of us? To understand the work of the Holy Spirit is to understand the work of Jesus. Jesus could do nothing where there was unbelief. 
Jesus could do nothing where there was unbelief. It didn't say he did do nothing. It said he could do nothing. The Holy Spirit in our life can only empower us to the level that we believe. The Holy Spirit in our life can only empower us to the, to the, to the ability that we give him. Because if we're not in agreement, we're not, we're not under covenant. If we're not giving him the power to live inside of us and create our new heart, and we say, you know what, I'm going to take this back. You know, this is, this is my heart. It's, it's starting to get soft. I don't want it to get too soft. I don't want it to become too much of flesh. I kind of like a little hard heart, so I'm going to pull it back, and I'm going to put a little anger in here because I'm mad right now. But if you read in Galatians chapter 5, anger is a sin. And there I go, right off the edge. Anger. I'm mad. Why? Why do we get to the place where we're angry? In our own ability, we can do it. But if we're in the Holy Spirit's empowerment, then we, we choose a different route. And it's a learning process. There'll be someone that says something, and I'm like, Dad said it just the other night. He said, son, you got to fix your face. He says, I can always tell whenever someone gets under your skin because you show it on your face. And he is right. You can do anything. You can say anything. But when you start creeping into apostasy and teaching bad theology, I start getting mad. And some people just have that ability to just get you mad. Right? We probably all sin coming to Sunday morning service. To that person in front of us that cut us off. Now we're going to slow down and go real slow. Because we're going to show them. We're going to show them because we're mad. And I'm so glad we don't have Sanctuary Hope bumper stickers. <laughs> and we'll never. Isn't that funny? Isn't that so true though? So how do we stay in this agreement? How do we stay under covenant? How do we stay in this, this place of, of turning away from sin? Because that's what the Bible says. It says whenever we're in agreement, then we'll turn away and we'll live. It says, if you hold yourself to the covenant and believe, now this is Romans chapter 8, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. If you believe that the Lord says that I will put a new spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules, that's Ezekiel chapter 36. This is the new covenant. In Christ, we're in the new covenant. And you can say, you know, if we, if we read on through chapter 36, you know, you're kind of missing it because it says that, that I, I will put you in um, the land that I gave your fathers. 
you know, that's, that's, that's talking to Israel. But if, if we understand that, if, if we do a deep dive into theology right now, we're going to do a deep dive. And in, in school, they teach you that you can read a passage and then you start working out from that passage to gain understanding. And then you take that word and you, and you research that word and it says that, that I will put you in the land I gave your fathers. And to understand that passage of scripture, it says that we have to have that new covenant agreement and land in the new covenant is not a place. So in the new covenant, it's saying that I will put you in the covenant of your fathers and I will put you on a firm foundation. Now we begin to see something that's unraveling in chapter 36, that I will put you on a firm foundation and I will put you in the covenant of, that I made with your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This covenant agreement that we have because I will put you on a firm foundation. If we look in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, it says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them, I will make a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it was founded on a rock. It was founded on a firm foundation. So whenever we go back and we jump back to Ezekiel, I will put you in a firm I will put you on a firm foundation, a covenant I made with your fathers, and I will be your God and you shall be my people, and I will deliver you from all uncleanness. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 22. This is, this is a passage of scripture. This is in the new covenant. This is after chapter 33. And it says, I will rescue my flock, and they shall no longer be prey, and I will judge between the sheep and the sheep, and I will, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David. David had already been passed away. When he says, my servant David, who's that referring to? Christ Jesus. And he shall feed them, and he shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be the prince among them. And I am the Lord, and I have spoken it. So what happens whenever we're, we're battling this temptation, whenever we're battling this bondage, whenever we're, we're trying to, to live in this covenant? What do we do? What do we do? We prophesy to the wind. What, what, what does that even mean? It says, it says, thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm no longer a slave to sin, but I'm, I'm new in Christ Jesus. So this, this power that's trying to grab me, this sin that's trying to hold me bound, I'm no longer captive to it. It says that he'll break the yoke and it shall no longer be around about my neck. And so whenever we're battling and we're saying, Lord, I need you now, when that temptation comes and you're starting to feel this desire to, to walk away, to say, you know what, I'm awful tempted. You say, you know what, no, no, it says that you shall break. The Lord says you shall break the yoke that comes around my neck. It says that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm not beneath, but I'm above says that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. It says I'm more than a conqueror. I'm no longer held 
I bind myself to the covenant that you made with me. I bind myself to the covenant that you made with me. When you said you'll put a new spirit in me. And you'll put a new heart in me. And you'll sprinkle your clean water over me. And you will cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And you will, you will be my God and I will be yours. This is what you said. This is the covenant agreement that you made with me. And then we go to Romans chapter 8. And it says that I have a new spirit. And it's therefore I have no condemnation through Christ Jesus. Because I no longer live unto the law, but I live through the Spirit of God. So it all boils down not to our ability, but to our agreement we make. And the power we give to the Holy Spirit. To break the snares that so easily ensnare us. How, how do we live a life? How do we live a testimony of the work of the cross how do we live a life of sharing the good news and knowing that we're no longer held by shame or regret or, or living a life saying, I'm such a hypocrite? We live it through the power of the Holy Spirit. The greatest power. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you. Each and every one of you, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives inside of you. You don't have to be held down by the transgressions and the slavery of sin. But it's our agreement we make. It's our agreement. We, we got to make an agreement with the Holy Spirit saying, I'm going to live under the covenant. It says that whenever I, f I turn away and I, 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 I turn away from sin, it'll, it'll flee. It says that you'll create in me a new heart and a new mind and a new spirit. So all these things are happening in our lives. And we, ha we have to understand that in our own ability, we have nothing. In our own power, we have nothing. You can no more do that in your life than you can create something that you desire right now. Won't happen. We can preach, turn away. We can preach, cast away. We can preach, turn away and live a life. But if you don't understand the power that you have, it will do nothing. You will only have more shame and more regret and live on this carousel of not knowing who you are or what power you have. To understand the Holy Spirit, to understand how revival is going to be birthed in this church is to understand one important thing. The Holy Spirit has the power to raise people from the dead. The Holy Spirit has the power to raise inside of you a man and a woman who can conquer anything that stands before you. Any giant that stands before you is conquered. I asked the Lord, I said, it would be so much easier if I would have been born in the 1920s or 30s. It would be so much easier. I, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't even have to worry about any of this. You know, as a man, we can go to Walmart. And you get a course on anatomy. And in the 1920s and 30s, they're bloomers. Where what we wear is clothes. 
But I said, Lord, it would be so much easier if I was just born back then. Lord, it would be so much easier if, if, if the times were, were easier on us. If, if we were able to just, just live a life of encouragement knowing that we're, we're doing what is right. And he said, prophesy to the wind. I didn't put you on the earth back then. I put you now. So what I would say to you tonight is the Lord puts you here and now, in this time, in this season, for such a time as this, that they might know the good work that lives inside of you, the work of Christ Jesus, who lived a life we couldn't live. We are to be the light unto the world when we begin to understand that we have to come in agreement with the Holy Spirit is to unlock the key of power in our life to overcome sin. You're no longer held by the power of sin. You're no longer less than. The very idea of living more than a conqueror and living a life of godliness is to understand the joy of my salvation and to understand that when I'm weak, he is strong. My weakness is also my strength because it's not mine. When I live in the new covenant, I understand that, that I'm no longer held by the yoke of slavery because to live a life of, according to the flesh is to die. But to live a life according to the spirit is to live. What I set my mind to is what I do. If I set my mind according to the ways of the flesh, I will do the flesh. But when I set my mind on the things of the spirit, he empowers me to overcome, to be more than a conqueror. To be the light set on the hill that he so draws us to. He's coming for a radiant bride. He's not coming for a bride that's been drugged through the swamp. He's coming for a radiant bride. In times of temptation is times where I speak the covenant over my life. It's the times where I speak the Holy Spirit's empowerment so that I might abide. Abiding is to stay with. John chapter 15. Abide in me. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, lay off the very weights and sin that so easily ensnare. Hebrews chapter 12. Call on the name of the Lord. He's made a covenant to you. Speak to the wind. You know, tonight as I prayed, I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. What, 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 are, what, are we, what are we to do with an altar call? Ed, if you just put some music on, that'd be great. He said, 
It's time to be rebaptized. It's time to refresh. To understand that the very apostles needed that from time to time is to understand what we need. If we are to abide in him, we are to understand that the Holy Spirit has that power inside of us. And if we understand the power inside of us, we understand that we need him now more than ever. If we take a look at the world that we've been placed in, we can either hide ourselves because that's what Israel did before Goliath. Or we can be like David and say, not today. Not today am I going to be held. Not today am I going to listen to the lies of the enemy that try to try to hold me in shame. That try to hold me in this captivity. The work of the Holy Spirit has to abide in you. You have to be in agreement. But you also need to come into covenant agreement. The power of the spoken word is the very power that you need to say, I, I need thee, oh Lord, I need thee. This very hour, I need thee. Don't, 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 don't stay back. Don't hold back. Don't, don't hold yourself back. It's a time where you can come before the Lord tonight and say, Lord, I need refreshed. I've been battle weary. I've been in this place of not knowing. I've been in this place of trying to struggle through life. And I'm tired. I'm tired of just holding on. That's not what you said for me. You said that I'm to have life and life more abundant. So I'd invite you tonight. I'd invite you tonight to come down to the front. We'll be praying. This is a time of refreshing. This isn't a time of anyone else between you and the Lord. This is a time where you're coming before the Lord saying, I need you to pour out your spirit on my life. I need you to touch me in a way that I understand who I am in Christ Jesus. This is a time where you can say, Lord, I have sinned. I have sinned before you and I need your forgiveness. This is a time where you can say, Lord, make me a light, set me on a hill, and I come under covenant agreement with you, knowing that in you I have freedom. In you I have life and life more abundant. In you, you put your spirit within me, and you create in me a new heart and a new spirit where I'm able to touch the generation that I've been placed in where I'm able to be the word of the Lord that this world so desperately needs. And Lord, I need your refreshing power in my life. I need you to blow on my heart. I need you to blow your breath of life into me, Lord. Revive me. Let me experience you in a powerful way because I need a refreshing over my life. I need a refreshing.
Lord, I pray for each and every person here. Lord, I pray for each and every person watching online that you change their trajectory, that you change their path where they know who they are in Christ Jesus. That they're no longer held by the law and held by sin. But they are free to live a life of godliness. They are free to live a life unto you because you put your spirit in us. The Holy Spirit revives. The Holy Spirit brings life. So God, I pray. I pray that you speak now into their lives. God, I pray that you speak. Pour out your spirit on them. Pour out your spirit on me, Lord. That I might follow in your ways. That I might come under your rules. That I might live in the land that you have prepared. Lord, I pray that you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I pray that you clean our minds, clean our bodies, clean our understanding, cover us with the blood, the very power. Lord, I pray that you empower us to do your work. Lord, that we live free and empowered unto you. Lord, touch each and every person. Lord, you ordained this message and you, you gave it to me. And God, I, was, I did just as you said. I did just as you commanded. So Lord, create in us a new heart. Create in us a new spirit. God, I pray that you be our good shepherd. That you feed us that we might not hunger or thirst again for the things of the world. God, I thank you for your covenant that you made to us. God, I thank you for your covenant of life. I thank you for your covenant of power. baptize us with tongues of fire. Lord, I pray that your spirit blows on this room. Lord, I pray that you pour out your river that flows from your very throne room. That we encounter the very presence and the very glory of the Lord. Lord, I pray.
There's a refreshing from the Holy Spirit for you tonight. Amen. There's a chorus. You can shut the music off a second, Ed. There's a chorus when I was a little boy that my father would sing. And you may not have heard it. You have to be old-time Pentecost, I think, or something to know it. But it was really simple. It said, let it breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe on me. Let's sing it one more time and sing it with me. Let it breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe on me. If that's your prayer, raise your hands with me in this room, would you? And watching online, just raise your hands right there. Father God, we heard a word tonight from, from that true prophecy. Let the breath of God come. Say to the wind, say to the breath. We say, O oh Holy Spirit, breathe on us. Breathe on us that refreshing. Breathe on us that power. Breathe on us that authority and that joy and strength that's unspeakable and full of glory. We thank you and praise you that we have that covenant agreement with you this evening. And I thank you for that word of instruction and direction that, God, when we don't know how, you know how. When we don't have the ability, you do. When we don't know how to get it done, the Holy Spirit's got it done for us. We just say, breathe on me. Refresh me. Empower me. Fill me with your glory. And so, Father, I thank you for this word this evening. And I thank you, God, for that's applicable to my life, that we can say to the breath, breathe. And that Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit, you will come and breathe on us Strength for today, strength for tomorrow, your revelation, your strength and power. So God, we just thank you and praise you for this word this evening. We thank you for the ability to have communion with you and know you in such an intimate way, Jesus. Now God bless, I pray, into this week. And Lord, as Monday comes, let us put this into action. And when the enemy comes... We're going to give the enemy a little dose of the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and we're going to see what happens. We know who's conquering. We know who's winning. So we give you glory and praise in the mighty, mighty, precious name of Jesus. And we all said together, amen, amen. amen. This is a good way to end a weekend and start a week. Amen.
There's a busy week ahead of us, so praise God. Always take this to action. Just say, Holy Spirit, breathe on me. And I'm telling you, he'll do it. He'll accompany us. Amen. And all we do. God bless. Shake hands with everyone. Say hi to the Ledbetters. And all those watching online, thank you. Join us again Wednesday night at 630. God bless you. Amen.